Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. Today we find ourselves in the 17th chapter of the Gospel of John. And if you look, sometimes there's a little subtitle above the chapter, my Bible says the prayer of Jesus. But upon doing a little more digging, um, and also from my Old Testament class from seminary, it's also known as the farewell prayer or the high priestly prayer. So if you're one who marks in your Bible, just in pencil. I have high priestly prayer written in that um, that little space above where chapter 17 starts, which begs the question, what exactly is a high priestly prayer? Who's the high priest? Where did this come from? So this actually comes all the way back in the Old Testament, way back to the time of Moses. And it was instituted at Mount Sinai when God gave the law to the Israelites through Moses. And what would happen is there were a number of priests, but there was one in particular who would be chosen to hold the office of the high priest. And his job would be to enter the temple into the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement and offer a sacrifice that could temporarily cover the sins of the people. Now, fast forward to where we are in the New Testament. Who is the living sacrifice? It is Jesus. So he not only is the high priest, but he is also the sacrifice and he is lifting up an intercessory prayer on his last few minutes in the upper room. Now, intercessory prayer, in case that's a phrase that you're not familiar with, that's when you pray for others. And so what he does is he starts by praying for himself. Then he prays for his disciples, his apostles who have followed him. And then he prays for the whole entire world. And yesterday I alluded to the fact that I happen to know what Jesus prayed for. And maybe as you read through chapter 17, you picked up on some of the things he was praying for. But if you have your Bible with you and you scoot down to verse 11, this is where he says it really succinctly. And we're going to just park on this for a minute. He says, now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world but I am coming to you. So this is Jesus addressing the Father. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. What is Jesus praying for there? He is praying for his believers, his followers, his disciples to be united. This is Jesus's big prayer request. We must not allow anyone or anything to divide us. Those who have tasted and seen what Jesus brings to the table must never allow themselves to be united or divided. And Jesus goes on to say that his followers are not of the world. Well, why is that? Because who is the prince of the world? The evil one, Satan. And he um, goes on to say, I have given them your word. This is in verse 14. And the world hates them because they don't belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. Remember last week, if the world hates you, it hated me first. And if the world hates you, you might be doing something right because the world is broken and it's sinful and it's fallen. And if you don't quite fit in the world, if the world is not your final 
destination, then you're doing it right because we are not of the world. Verse 15, I'm not asking you to take them out of this world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Absolute truth. The things that Jesus taught for the last three years in his ministry, those are the things that we hang on to, not the things of this world, not the things that will never fill us and will always leave us empty. Then in verse 20, listen to this. He says, I am not only, I am praying not only for these disciples, not just them, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message, through the disciples' message. Okay, so what what is the Great Commission? Jesus tells us to go out and make disciples of all the nations. And so he's talking about if you have learned anything about Christianity, if you've learned anything from him, if you've learned the good news of the gospel, he prays that we will be protected by this message. I pray, listen, this is really important, 23, I pray no, 21. I pray that they will all, some, a few, no, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be used so that the world will believe you sent me. Now, do you feel like we've been living in unity in division, in hatred, in prejudice, in racism, in sexism, in in the haves and the have-nots, in the polarization and the identification. Jesus is praying that we would all be one. He says, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, just as the Father and the Son are one. He is in me, I am in him, we are all one. He's calling for unity in spite of diversity. And this is mission critical. If you find yourself in a polarizing situation, know that that is not of God. Know that if you are listening to messages that, I'm saying polarize again, but messages that divide as opposed to unite, that is not of God. We are not to make division amongst ourselves. We are to be united. Jesus' prayer request is for unity, unity among his people. We must never allow anyone or anything to divide us, nothing at all. All nations, tribes, tongues, all people will come before the throne. The ground is level at the cross, and it does not matter where you came from. We are all one in Christ. I can't think of any other way to say it. So this is these are Jesus's parting words before he's going to leave the earth very, very soon. Because if you look ahead, chapter 18, Jesus is betrayed and arrested. And the minute he closes out this prayer, little sneak preview, verse eight or chapter 18, after saying these things, so after finishing his prayer, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees, which we know to be the Garden of Gethsemane. Things are in motion. Things are starting to happen. So these are Jesus's final words, his parting uh, advice to his disciples, and it applies to us as well. Do not allow your hearts to be divided. We must remain united. So when I see you again next Tuesday, buckle up because Jesus is betrayed. He's arrested. He is sent to a, a high priest's house, which is ironic because Jesus is the high priest. 
and Peter's going to deny him, as we alluded to a couple weeks ago. So on that note, have an amazing weekend. Don't allow your heart to be divided. Remember, we need to be united as one. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.